tonight, the Kamloops Blazers, they had a very successful shortened 2021 BC Division season. Pretty much going from coast to coast, being the top team in the division, despite being the youngest team in the division, still able to come away with the title. They'll be getting that banner. They raised the trophy last night. A very exciting uh, time, I think, for some of the overagers who were, you know, sort of getting their last dance at uh, their WHL's careers last night. To talk a little bit more about the season and last night's game and maybe look ahead to what we can expect in 21-22, pleased to welcome to the show now the voice of the Kamloops Blazers, John Keane. John, how you doing today? I am doing great. It's uh, sort of a day after day after a big event you're still kind of in that afterglow effect and yeah i know it was just a bc division title but it was it was all these guys could win and shoot for and they accomplished that goal and it, it, it's a pretty good feeling for sure yeah what was sort of the atmosphere i know i don't know how close you've ever been able to really get to the team because of the whole pandemic thing but just for even from your point of view being in the arena last night what was kind of the the mood the celebration like you mentioned it was the only thing these guys could play for and they were able to come away with that bc division championship but uh you know it's something they kind of knew they were going to be uh, hoisting here for a, a few days anyway so maybe not quite the excitement that would come if it was like a, an overtime winner or something like that or a real playoff series but nonetheless you know just how it excited were the guys to be able to uh, lift that trophy last night i thought they were real excited and, and you're right there there was a sense of you know win or lose there will be this ceremony uh after the game and you know the guys were genuinely happy when connor zary raised it up and then they gathered around for a pitcher and you know they did all those traditional things they they pass it pass it up it wasn't a big you know victory lap uh, hoisting up the the trophy but there was a lot of individual pitchers you know maybe uh, the 20 year olds all gathering or maybe the the young guys or, or billet roommates would would take a picture together uh, even jake the zamboni driver he pulled the zamboni out there at center ice and he's been really the only fan per se in the building because he'll watch all the games and cheer as hard as he can he pulled the zamboni out and all the guys gathered around the zamboni with the with the trophy for a photo op there too so it was a real cool subdued somewhat like you mentioned it wasn't like an overtime game seven win uh but uh there definitely was uh, a genuine enthusiasm over the win um the the thing that think that really stood out to me when i was uh, you know watching the pictures last night watching that team photo was really the story one of the stories that we've been kind of i don't want to say following throughout the course of the season but leading up to the beginning of the season and then obviously uh something that the guys were dealing with throughout the course of this shortened year was the Kyril Sopitik, right the guy who uh, had that unfortunate snowboarding accident earlier in the winter paralyzed from the waist down i know he's you know having a, a good road to recovery although be it a, a long one that's still ahead of him but just when you saw the guys hold that jersey up in the middle of that team photo do you feel like that was a nice representation not only of what he meant to the team but what he really meant to this season and the fact that the guys really had him in the back of their minds if not in the forefront throughout the entirety of this 22 game piece yeah, that was awesome. And, you know, there, there's some, some individuals within the organization that will make sure that, you know, things like that get done. They get, they get um, brought to the forefront. And, and let's remember the, the team captain, Connor Zary, and, and Kyrell Sopatik are real close. They grew up together, played with or against each other uh, the entire way. And when your captain is sort of championing this, this sort of uh, push, this movement to include Kyrell and to sort of pay homage to, to him, you know, it's going to happen. So, you know, Connor was really the guy to, to get the ball rolling in that direction. His jersey first was hanging in the room uh, before the game, sort of just by uh, some of the other veteran sweaters. Uh, and then they made sure to get it out on the ice as soon as it was over. So, um, you know, the two guys could hold it up in front of the championship trophy. And I, I know Kyrell got a real 
boost out of that. He was uh, tweeting about it on social media and, and posting on other uh, channels just about how you know how you know proud he is of the guys and what they were thinking about him last night. So it was, it was a great touch. It was kind of like the chef's kiss on on uh, on the season, and then so good that they could you know do that for him and and for the family. And, and, you know, you mentioned sort of the, the kiss to the end of the season there, but uh, I thought it was pretty cool. Whenever we look at the last game, it's always, um, you know, a difficult, uh, you know, you don't want to see the season come to an end, right? If you're a hockey fan, you always enjoy watching the boys get on the ice and, and fight for uh, for W's and goals and, and championships as they were able to accomplish here this year. But it also means the end of the line for some of the overage guys, right? They're not going to have that chance to come back and be with the team next year. But we saw Oren Santazzo pick up a goal. Sean Strange got an assist. Montana Anabucci got an assist. I mean, just how fitting was it to see these guys get on the score sheet and what will be their final games of their WHL? career. Yeah, I thought it was hilarious. Uh, Oren Santazzo had a bit of a realization, I think, midway through the third period that he probably had about three or four shifts, you know, to to leave it all out there. And he was in there banging and crashing. You know, he's not a physical guy. He uh, he had a real long last shift. He, I think he wanted to stay on the ice for the last two minutes, but he just couldn't quite do it. And with 30 seconds to go, he came off. Uh, Montana stayed out the entire time. Uh, you know, he was going to relish that last opportunity uh, to be on the ice here with these guys and lead the team. And he really was you know, a leader for this hockey club uh, throughout. So, um, you know, he's going to be a guy that's going to take the opportunity to, you know, get his last little bit of WHL career out there. That was great. Sean Strange, just steady as it goes, uh, real steady, uh, low-maintenance guy that just all of a sudden, you know, played 200 games as a 10th-round uh, Bantam pick, which is pretty hard to do. So that uh, was great. You know, these, these are always emotional nights. I've been through... Uh, nearly 20 of them now with, with graduating 20-year-olds. Uh, this is a special group. Uh, it's not always like this, Jeff. It's, it's one of those things where, you know, is it are you just doing it to do it, or is there actually some sort of genuine sort of uh, mournfulness or, or, um, or, uh, or thoughtfulness behind it? And there was complete thoughtfulness behind it with this group, and that was a, a real genuine thing that really sort of was organic with this team. Yeah, and, and so when you see those guys, uh, you know, finish up their, their careers, it always means that there's kind of a, a new chapter opening for the next group to come in and step up and be the new leaders of this team. What do you see as the future now for these Kamloops Blazers? They were one of the youngest, if they think they were the youngest team right in the division, and so the fact that they were able to come away victorious as the division champs, still being the, despite being the youngest squad, you got to imagine that bodes well for their future. Now, the, the overagers we just talked about, including Captain Connor Zeri, you know, big losses for this team, a lot of leadership out the door, a lot of skill that's not going to be around next year, but there's obviously guys that are looking to come in and fill those spots. What do you feel about the prospects for this Blazer team moving forward? We'll leave Logan Stankoven out of it because I think we all are well aware of what that guy's going to be bringing to the table, but what do you see from that sort of next wave of guys coming up into the future? Well, this team definitely better have their rearview mirror, uh, you know, steady and, 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 and uh, locked in because there's going to be a lot of teams that'll be looking through that rearview mirror at. Uh, in the dust. Uh, this team is, is really set up to be pretty good next year uh, with, the, with the players that will be from 17 to 18. You mentioned Logan. So, you know, making that jump, Caden Bankier, uh, Matthew Semenoff, Logan Barros, all be 18 years old. Uh, and then you still have, you know, some solid 19s like Josh Piller, Dalen Kiefler, uh, Ethan Brand with it. And let's not forget goaltender Dylan Duran, the anchor of this team, uh, still has another year or two of eligibility, I don't expect him to be around at 20. He'll be, he'll be long gone. He's been really the starter for this team since late in his 16-year-old season when he led them to that tiebreaker uh, comeback 
to get that tiebreaker in the playoff there. So uh, he's the anchor. Uh, this team will be pretty good next year. It'll be another quote-unquote perhaps super team in two years from now, uh, which is really cool. But the fact that, Jeff, you know, like Matt Bardsley, had this been uh, a championship run, playoff, trade deadline type of year, it's probably a good chance this team sacrifices some draft picks, sacrifices some young prospects to get a little older, a little a bit more of a, a veteran presence for a playoff run. Uh, and then maybe the window is a little bit shorter as far as winning. But the fact that, you know, there was no blockbuster trade that sacrifices the youth or sacrifices draft picks. Uh, this team is still going to go to the next two drafts with a boatload of picks to come here and, and all their young prospects in place. So uh, even though there's been no Memorial Cup or championship at the end here, it's extended this winning window that would have been two years. Now I think it's extended out of four or five years, really, which is a, a really good sign. And I, I think they can really keep this going. They'll have to make some smart decisions with their import picks, their Euros. They'll have to manage their roster in other ways. But the the, the key pieces, the the, the uh, just the core of this team being basically 17 to 18 next season really bodes well for the next couple of years. It's going to be exciting. Yeah, definitely an exciting future ahead. John, we focused a lot on the team. I want to ask a couple of questions about yourself now, though. Uh, you've been calling games here in empty buildings for 22 games now. Are you sick and tired of not having fans in the building? What is uh, what has this season been like for you? Obviously, a, a vastly different atmosphere compared to what you're used to calling games in. I don't know. I guess I just transitioned pretty quick. Like this is the way it's going to be. So make it the most of 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 that, and and try not to think about you know what could have, should have, and and nor is your normal. And you know, I I think in, in radio it's it's theater of the mind, right? We all try to portray something to the speaker for our listeners. So for me, that's added crowd volume that's added uh, ambiance microphones uh, in the building so I can pick up the guys banging their sticks. I can pick up the hoots and the hollers uh, of plays that you can pick up the sound of puck on stick or blades on ice. And, and for me that I, I want to push that to the radio here. I know it sounds a little weird, but, but and this is our medium we deal with here, right? So let's make our medium the best we can and really bring that theater of mind to life. So yeah, you usually have the 4,000 ish fans, you know, sort of be your orchestra around that broadcast where uh, they can fill in those gaps. So really you have to find different ways this year. And you know, we hope we did that the best we could. Uh, we didn't, uh, you know, have the, the big crowd blast, which, which is just a great sort of a sensory overload if you're listening. But, you know, I think we, we tried our best. But, you know what, nothing replicates fans, Jeff. And I hope in the fall, you know, maybe it could be a, an October start perhaps that we do have fans in the building of some sort that we could build on that. We can get back to the way it was because, you know, this team – really think of the fan, the following this team had in the 2019-20 season on their way to clinching the BC Division title. They were on their way to a long Memorial Cup run, perhaps, and uh, it was all taken away. But I think we'll get back to it, Jeff, and I think it'll be really exciting for the city again. Well, I can tell you from, from my own listening experience, you did a fantastic job throughout the season, so I appreciate the hard work and all the, the, the great stuff you were able to bring out onto the radio despite the lack of fans. It, uh, you might not necessarily have known it if you were listening to John Keane on the radio, so appreciate that. Thanks for this time, and a uh, great season, and we look forward to the next one. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks for making time for, for myself on your show there and, and Blazer Hockey. It's, it's big for the community, and you know we want to just keep it rolling here uh, into next season. So thanks for your, uh, your time and your dedication to it, too. Absolutely. Good stuff. That's John Keene right there, the voice of the Kamloops Blazers, our radio NL sports guy as well.
just a great job on this season overall. A successful season, as successful as it could be anyways, and I certainly hope that we can find ourselves back inside at the Sandman Center when the 2021-2022 season faces off. This back-to-back -back BC Division titles, why not make it three? That's my expectation. So the bar is going to be high after those back-to-back uh, -back division titles. Will they be able to jump over that bar? Well, it's less about the destination and more about the journey, and I really hope we can all be a part of that ride. And guess what, folks? After 381 nights, the puck is down here at the Sandman Center, and the 2021 WHL season is underway. special the memories made and then like i said the, the friendships and the bond the, those, those stay for a lifetime and obviously in a place like kamloops so historic and to kind of try my best to, to leave a mark on the organization and do what i could and pretty special and obviously i couldn't have, couldn't have done it without the supporting cast around me every day All season long, Blazers having uh, frontline healthcare workers sing the national anthem and will close uh, that way here as well tonight. Comes back to center. That'll do it, folks. Blazers go bell to bell, wire to wire. A 4 nothing win to close this out. They get Dylan Duran the shutout here. 28 saves in this one. And they will celebrate with their goaltender. And we eventually will be going to a post-game scenario where the trophy will be presented to the Blazers here tonight.